The Information Podcast at GSR explains the nature and mechanics of our services, how we test your biological energy and what we're doing with that research. You can learn more about getting reports for yourself or even about being a student. Please enjoy today's program. find you should probably find that you have been checked out by somebody almost not to be all western allopathic almost like by a doctor if you've been checked out that's good if you've not been checked out fire your doctor second the protocols that you're advised to follow should be based on what the practitioner found when they checked you out. Cranial sacral therapist, they begin by listening stations, they check you out, and then they do adjustments based on what they found while checking you out. If the programs that were supplied to you were generic, we don't that they don't meet a reasonable level of um, expectation that they're meeting your individual need. I'll give you an example. You say you are having issues with sleep, and somebody puts you on a sleep program. What's the problem there? There's a lot of bottles of supplements that say sleep formula, something like that. It, but if I, if someone checks you out, they should find what the cause of the sleeping issue was. If it was the case, for example, um, EMF sensitivity, removing EMF from the house, night and day changes in your sleep for a lot of people. If that was your issue, And then they gave you melatonin, they gave you valerian before bed, calm you down, GABA. Didn't meet a reasonable expectation for being tailored to your needs. Three, the options supplied to you should be affordable. And this more and more is becoming, for me, a firm point of view. Because affordable means you can keep doing it. Affordable means you can have all the options you need. It might be the case that for you, $3,000 a month is affordable. It might be the case for you that $175 a month is affordable. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> if, if $175 a month is affordable to you, let's do that. Let's start simple. Let's keep it small. 
if it's not something that can be sustained, for example, if I want you to run functional lab tests, $400 for your food sensitivities, well, those can change over time. You run an IgG sensitivity test, you find a bunch of things you're sensitive to. I mean, all that means is you have a digestive problem. And then we would have to go back and run it again. I would want to make sure that you can order this this time and next time. And here's the key. If someone is coaxing you to spend more than is affordable for you, you're going into debt, I would highly question the, uh, your practitioner. I, I would just question them because there's always a cheaper option. For example, if I'm the practitioner, normally when I sell you a product, I am profiting 50% on that product. If that's affordable for you, I sell, I sell you five or $600 worth of stuff. I make 250 to $300 off it. If it's affordable, you do that. No problem with the ethics. But if it's not affordable and I coax you to spend that money anyway, there's a deep ethical issue there. Everybody has a right to wellness. Most of the issues that come up in the modern world, they're not our fault. And just like people die because they can't afford insulin or they can't afford to buy the correct insulin in, the, for example, type 1 diabetes community, just like we have that, you know, people dying because of lacking access to the care that they need through no fault of their own. We're doing this in holistic medicine. While it is easier to sell tinctures that, you know, cost 40 bucks for four ounces, you need four droppers a day, you need six droppers a day, you can go through that in a month, two months. We all know anybody even with a basic familiarity with herbalism, we can grind up that herb, run it through a percolation, have your tincture done in two days, and that, you know, $50 product costs $7. Or you reasonably make more. You can spend 20 bucks on your herbs. 5-HTP, you know, this used to be very expensive to buy 5-HTP. You spend 35 bucks. And some of the professional brand suppliers, you can spend $40 on a bottle of 5-HTP. The same amount of 5-HTP would cost 3 to $7 if you buy it in bulk. You might have to put it in capsules yourself if you really like capsules, otherwise you can take it as a powder. There's always a more affordable option. Now, part of the inflexibility might come from a lack of knowledge, so the practitioner 
might say, you know, I've got these bottles here. This is the one that says sleep on it. And I don't have any other bottles that say sleep on it. And it costs 38 bucks. That's what it costs. They might not have access to a broad enough array of items to find in an affordable option. So anyway, your protocol should be affordable to you. I have done more with patients in the $150 to $350 category that is successful, that I feel good about, the patients feel good about, than I have with those who spend $650, $700. It's always a risk. Even when somebody has the money, and I say, you know, this is the best stuff, it tests, what, it tests well for you, when they spend that amount of money, there's feelings of guilt that can go with it, of uncertainty. Not to say that that's always there, it's just in the realm of possibility. Now, another item to look for, confidence in their results. Now, I will say, caveat, that if, you, if you're requesting a formula for sleep, I'm not going to guarantee you that anything is going to help you with your sleep. But I will say, just like this, we found an imbalance that seems to be connected with your sleep, and this item helps with that imbalance. Meaning, my metric is balancing your energy. I found an area of co incoherence in your biofield, and this adds coherence. Makes the light work well again. And I'm going to test you again the next time, and I'm going to see if that happened. You know, 80, 85, 93% of the time, dead on. Dead on. And I find that the way people respond to their protocols can be very interesting, what they describe. So, you know, I didn't quite get what you're talking about, what this one was for, but I felt what you said would happen. My energy would feel more like this afterwards, and, and I felt that. Now, when your practitioner gives you the generic sleep formula or whatever, confidence in the results, what are they confident in? Are they saying it's going to cure the sleep issue? And if not, they're not going to know if it was right. You want your practitioner to know exactly what is going on with what they're suggesting to you and what's going to happen. If I'm giving melatonin, I want to know the reason why, and I want to know what to look for to show that using the melatonin was successful. Health is not a grab bag. Someone is tired, we find a bunch of random things that say they're good for energy, and we try this one, if it doesn't work, try another one. That's grab bag. If someone's having a problem with energy, we see what's an imbalance pattern we can find in their field. Maybe it's associated with the energy. And let's deal with that. Let's make the biofield more coherent, having less blockages with each session and allow the issues to naturally resolve themselves. Now, another thing with the practitioner, we, we have a really nice system, pretty dedicated to creating this, because my mind is useless when it comes to 
organizing things with clients. I'm, I'm in this lab mode. I'm in this writer mode. I'm in this teaching mode. I've got like 16 thoughts flowing through my head at any given point, And even that is not enough. It's the way my mind works. And until I have a, a an assistant <laughs> come, you know, and say, you know, by 5 p.m. you've got to do this. <laughs> Somebody else is waiting for you to call you. <laughs> call them you know you you've got to send somebody ask for a protocol you know helping me with that yeah it's it's like a, a miserable failure <laughs> so uh, and I, I think that's you know part of part of where the part of where genius comes from is the dis disorganized mind you know, not to say that i'm particularly disorganized about anything but i'm laughing about myself and because that thing uh, tends to happen in my uh, whatever, tenure experience as a practitioner. If you have the firm sense that the practitioner is going to get back to you because they only want money or they want to see you again, fire your doctor. If you have a practitioner who's not going to get back to you, as if they don't care, you've got to call them repeatedly to ask questions, fire your doctor. So what we're creating and I'm innovating a little bit is I see you or I do an intake and you can do a written intake or you can pay me to do your intake over the phone. You get your protocol in writing, especially if I see you at a distance, you get your protocol in writing. Two or three days later, I'll go over it with you over the phone if you pay for phone. Otherwise... Um, we'll do that via email, answer any questions you have, how to do the protocol. And then six weeks, you get a review, how everything went for, for you. And then three months, we're doing retesting. And your next call is, here's what your retest showed. It's streamlined. It's easy. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. Without that organized structure, it's like you've got to call me, you got to pay me when you don't when when you have a question. There's no way to access. There's no way to reach. We do all that by email. Any simple question you have, you send the email. So casually, I'll say, you know, to get reassessed, to have questions answered, to move forward. Do you see a way? that's based in science? Or is it going to be a grab bag each time? Now, our charts, we do them the first time. We use those results when we reevaluate. We use those results when we reevaluate again. After a year, we start lining them up. You get like a graph with your data. It shows where you're heading. What issues are still there? What's the harder areas of your biofield to create more permanent resolution with? What responded very quickly? What things should we look to in the future to address? So if you don't, you know, so let's say the starting point is I have a problem and I want a solution. For us, the starting point is some state of incompleteness of your ultimate expression of health. And the goal is the completeness of your expression of health. And we're going to keep working until we get to that 
completeness. So it's not a matter of you had this one issue here, I gave you something for it and you're fine. It's you came in and we find, you know, usually 50, 60 major blockages, all your holistic health topics, people have viruses, people have this, that, you know, chemicals in the body. Find at least 50, 75 issues. If we, if we um, tirelessly went to track them all down, and those will show up if you if you run a comprehensive for your first test. There's a lot of stuff there. And what we're seeing with that is here's the areas of your biofield that are experiencing some measure of dysregulation. There's some form of imbalance. And our goal is to make all the areas of imbalance well. Now, if you're able to do every step we suggested, you'd experience faster results. Most people aren't able to, you know, do everything all at once, financial reasons or otherwise. And so, you know, in some ways we're limited as a practitioner, what we can do with the tools we're, especially if we're just using supplements, my goodness. Okay, the last thing that I'll say is if the practitioner doesn't connect with you, they're in, you know, field of ideas, this one, and you, in, when, when they talk to you, it's like they're talking to the air around them. They're talking to this idea in their head, and that idea should fire your doctor. I, I think one of the things that happens is we develop through these chains of thought, which grow and almost fester like a wound. And I spend all my time interfacing not with patients, but with patients who need veganism, with patients who need acupuncture. And I start seeing them as this person is deficient in acupuncture. And just the simple ability to connect with somebody, I'd say is one of the most important feelings you should have with your practitioner. You know, I, I think the future of where we're heading, it's a little bit disingenuous. All of the problems, or all, all the promises that are offer, offered in holistic health, when we really don't have a lot of research to say, this is the effect of following this protocol, here's the effect of following that protocol. And we get more and more options we're in the crazy genius era in holistic health because Western medicine has sucked, led to declining outcomes in the health of the populace. We have, you know, fire in the belly to do stuff, get stuff done, create new things, research, create new tools, all of it innovative, you know, crazy genius. Uh, 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 crazy is not the right word. And, apologize. We, we're, we're having in some ways an erratic growth phase and in some ways a beautiful one. You know, when, when many minds come together, you know, maybe they could create one beautiful thing, but we have many minds apart creating, you know, in some ways paths that lead to some in similar directions and in some ways they're completely split apart and certainly not reaching average Americans. Stereotypes about holistic medicine, um, 
I mean, I see a growth curve sometimes where there's more of an inclination towards what natural medicine science is doing, but more or less, you know, we're not doing so great. I, I'd probably say we're doing terrible in making holistic health advice reasonable, accessible, useful, not oriented towards profit. So in the future, I think there's a need for this, uh, the developed practitioner who can test the energy of your house, building biology stuff the way it's impacting you, who knows about acupuncture or at least PEMF or laser acupuncture, who knows some degree of structural adjustments, who knows some degree of, you know, healing with their hands, kind of doing a thing, who knows the degree of being prayerful of what the good mind looks like, who has some degree of guiding you through your trauma, some degree of seeing you when you're in a pattern, you know, mental kind of pattern that's maybe born of bad situations in your life, see who's, who's able to see, you know, when you're not feeling that complete, your life isn't, you know, filled with the stuff that would make you well who's able to see toxicological, toxicological type stuff, who's able to see infections better than Western medicine can as it pertains to, you know, retroviruses and chronic Lyme, Lyme co-infections, parasites and gut bacteria and stuff that's just ignored in spite of all the copious amounts of research on, who's able to see happiness as a measure of satisfaction with your life and can kind of get a sense of, you know, do you feel like present in each and every moment or is that an issue for you? Who can see um, whether the foods you're eating are having a positive impact or there's not enough balance there. You know, the, the ability to run through all of these holistic health topics. It's simple. It's something that we all have the capacity for. So what I'm opening up to is the idea that your practitioner might be limiting you. They might be doing harm in spite of causing good. And the reason they would be doing harm is simply in not answering the question of what is necessary to address modern chronic health issues. They did things that are good, but not necessary. So I, I think many of us, we live in the extraneous categories world. You know, even if we have a useful, relevant topic, let's say Lyme, you know, maybe we know we had Lyme disease, think our health issues are caused by Lyme. But, I mean, it's rarely the case that someone has Lyme and not toxicological factors that have impacted that Lyme and don't have co-infections. And when we're in the Lyme bubble, we can start to define all of our illnesses as caused by that. Practitioners will feed into that, say, oh yeah, Lyme, I know how to do Lyme, and Lyme this, and Lyme that. 
And in general, when somebody's really focused on Lyme, I'm like, okay, well, let's shift our view here. Lyme, you know, Lyme is showing up here, but this is showing up there, this is showing up there, that's showing up there, that's showing up there. And I, I don't think that we're so simple that one diagnosis is, is enough or even useful. And that's why I mean someone can be doing good but still causing harm. So for anyone who's patient, somebody who has a need, these are the things that I would respectfully encourage you to keep in mind and at the same time that's a layout of why I think the testing that we do expanding on Klinghart's work making it affordable is so important thanks for listening <laughs>